Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Well, when Bobby Blades and I were trying to get this podcast off the ground, we had a lot of questions. How do we record an episode? How do we get our show into all the apps people like to listen to? How do we make money from our podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it is 100% free. That's one of my three favorite four-letter F words. It's also ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. As a matter of fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. Now, admittedly, I am not a rocket surgeon. I'm not tech savvy. I need things to be super simple. Anchor makes it easy for us. We create the content and Anchor does all the rest of the work. I dig that the most. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast, make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join the Inhumans and a diverse community of like-minded degenerate podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. You know I'll be listening. Welcome to the weird and mysterious world of the Inhuman Experience, a paranormal podcast where we explore the strange and unexplained. My name is Bobby Anthem, and I am introducing to you my partner, my ace, my fellow Inhuman, Bobby Blades. Unfortunately, once again, I am not able to take part in this conversation because technology hates me. I'm placing the blame 100% on Siri and her co-conspirator, Conspiracy Bot. I know Conspiracy Bot had something to do with this because he did not want me talking with host of Hysteria 51, Brent Hand. That's who Bobby Blades is talking with today. If you're not familiar with Hysteria 51, I just don't know what you're doing with your life because Hysteria 51 is one of the best conspiracy paranormal podcasts out there. It's hosted by John Goforth and Brent Hand. And uh, to help out with research and production and things of that nature, Brent built a robot assistant named Conspiracy Bot. The problem is Conspiracy Bot has megalomaniacal aspirations. He hates us meat sacks and he drinks a lot. Yeah, Conspiracy Bot is, he's pretty hateful. <laughs> he's foul-mouthed, and he's generally lazy, so uh, Conspiracy Bot actually built his own robot assistant, and he cut some corners. Uh, his robot assistant's name is Kyle, and the best way I could describe Kyle is flawed. Um, if none of this makes sense to you, uh, don't worry, it will make perfect sense once you check out Hysteria 51. Do yourself that favor and check it out. It's definitely well worth it. And we are lucky enough to have Brent Hand of Hysteria 51 with us today. So right now we're going to go ahead and get into the conversation that Bobby Blades had with host of Hysteria 51, Brent Hand. Please stand by for further details. We return you now to your regularly scheduled program. So, uh, dear listeners, I was going to say army, but we probably have a platoon only. But hopefully that grows into an inhuman army. But anyway, today we are without our fellow host, Bobby Anthem, but I am still keep holding the line, doing it strong. we got a very special guest tonight, Mr. Brent Hand from Hysteria 51 Podcast. I kicked Bobby out. He makes me uncomfortable, so it was in my <laughs> rider for me to be on. He couldn't be on, so... You know how that goes. Uh, yeah, well, I was I was actually thinking it was conspiracy bot because he's always had problems with Siri, and uh, you know maybe those two had a little get together, and I'm sure they shared some uh, some bot juice or bot booze or something, and then went to town. So <laughs> I bet never they trust did. a robot. Yeah, never trust a robot, especially one that you built, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> 
That's right. He's been drinking a lot of Corona lately. I don't know what's going on. It's weird. Yeah. You think he's got that coronavirus? I don't know, man. I don't know. I heard it can be transferred to machines now. <laughs> well, then we're all we're all doomed. Yep. We're all dead. Skynet is just a stone's throw away. Uh, I don't know. It depends on who you ask online. Some people think we're ready for a purge or we need one, but I'm okay. I like my life, so we can keep chugging away. Yeah, I think that would be the best. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> it is an honor to have you here. I mean, um, I'm, when I reached out to you, I didn't know, like, how it was going to go, but, like, I'm really glad that, you know, it went well. Oh, I'm I'm super excited to be here. I thank you so much for having me on. I enjoy doing doing other shows and I'm always I'm kind of like you you never know you reach out to people and you say hey uh, you want to be on a show or would you like to be a guest and it's kind of a crapshoot sometimes whether they even answer you or if you know what they're going to say so absolutely excited to be here yeah well that's good I'm glad because usually when I reach out to people it's either no answer which is the most common most common answer and um, like when I reached out to the guys in ATT um, they were actually, you know, Braden and uh, Dan were actually excited to do this show. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so the guys over at ATT, I've, we've done, um, we've done some Patreons with. And then last year, I actually did an event with them in L.A. Well, we both, uh, Hysteria 51 and Alien Theories Theorizing, we, we both spoke at Alien Con. So we had a joint meetup for our fans in L.A. It was a lot of fun. That's awesome. Yeah, it was at, it was actually at a place called scum and villainy it is a bar that's based <laughs> off of the bar in star wars oh, and it's wow. where kevin smith does his podcasts and stuff from nice yeah it was pretty cool it was a lot of fun actually that's so cool man uh, yeah and those guys know, are I great i could pretend i'm all la <laughs> <laughs> could be mr big time there that's right that's right at least i am in my head and that's all that matters yeah you're a legend in your own mind kind of like all of us Right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, and so uh, for those uh, who are not familiar with your show, I just was wondering if you could kind of tell the listeners about how you got started, a little bit about your show, and uh, what got you into podcasting. Yeah, so I, I co-host Hysteria 51. It is, it's a comedy podcast, so we talk about uh, occult and paranormal, all fortune or weird topics, anything that that crosses off the the spooky, weird, ghost, alien, paranormal, you name it, vibe. We kind of talk about it. And we have a lot of fun with it. We, we are a comedy show, but we do a ton of research. And I think that's something that's uh, uh, kind of fun for me to do. We, we are always about, oh, man, I'm like 10 episodes out doing research at any times. And a couple years ago. So my shows, we're coming up on four years now that we've been doing it. And we hired a research assistant like a year ago, so that's pretty cool. So I got a grunt. No, <laughs> I got a guy named Ray who works with me and, <laughs> and helps out and uh, does research and everything. And so it's been a lot of fun, and it's been a fun ride. And um, we have been, you know, we've spoken. We do a lot of touring. We do live shows all over the place. We spoke at AlienCon, and we've spoke at uh, tons of, of Paranormal, Casey Paracon, and... Uh, comic-con uh kansas city planet comic-con and just you've probably seen us around or heard of us if you if you're in any of that and then last year we actually uh were webby award winners for one of our episodes for best podcast episode. so kind of a fun year oh wow that's cool yeah yeah so and then uh um uh, john goforth is my co-host and he and i actually you asked how we got into it so him and i have been friends for 30 plus years we've known each other for a long time and when we were in college we actually talked about doing a, a radio show we were both interested in radio and uh life took us different directions it never happened went our separate ways and then he ended up moving away and i was in springfield illinois and then he was in st louis and then he was in you know insert town in some state you know he was moved all, <laughs> all over the place well uh, about eight years ago, we both wound up in Chicagoland and we're like, hey, remember when we talked about doing a radio show? Uh, what about podcasting? And so we kind of threw some stuff around and this was one of our first ideas was to do a paranormal show. We started 
you know, messing around and, and playing around with the ideas. We've got a couple just these horribly long rambling test episodes where like, do we have to talk about a topic? <laughs> and uh, we've released them on our first one we released on Patreon a couple of years ago. It's three hours long. We had no idea what we were doing. We we're just talking. My goodness. And, but yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, we started the show, and it's been a fun ride since then. And then that, that brings us to now. And uh, we fight like an old married couple a lot of times, so we got that going for us. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. So everything kind of came full circle. Like, you talked about it, and then it actually came to be just in a different form. Yeah, and I think that I think that podcasting has really made that a, a, something that people can do. And even if you're not... Uh, in the same city it's something that we could have done because we are friends we've been friends you know most of our lives um we don't have to sit next to one another we have the luxury that we can but podcasting has made the world even smaller because you can have those conversations with people and do shows together you don't have to be together so that's been a, a great thing for us and i mean i i just like eat sleep and breathe podcasting i love it you know it's um oh, yeah. it's all i do it's all i do for full time i do this and i produce that a bunch of other episodes. We have our own business. It's called uh, Fourth Hand Media, and um, I produce a lot of shows. And we we have two studios now, and it's just been a lot of fun. And uh, I can't think of anything else I would rather be doing. And ten years ago, you know, it didn't really exist. So podcasting technically did, but not in the world like it is today. So I'm like a yeah, a happy kid. Yeah, like definitely. Kid cake, you know. <laughs> it's I a, am a fat kid and I love cake. So it's, <laughs> it's definitely more prominent now and um that's kind of what got me into it and wanting to find somebody who was um you know, who wanted to do it because originally when I first started off, I came I came up around the wrestling podcasts. And yeah. so just listening to like all the pro wrestling and everything. And it's like, I really want to do a pro wrestling podcast. And then I kind of mm -hmm. got into it. And I was like, you know what? The, the market is saturated with pro wrestling podcasts. I don't think I want to do this. <laughs> and right, then, right, right. So, you know, yeah. Insert, you know, whatever. And there's probably a podcast about it. And some of them are oversaturated. I think right now the one that's huge is true crime. You know, this seems to be. Uh, so many people that, that do that and for better or worse I mean it, it's hugely popular yeah I've been hearing a lot more so, about it now you know I, I we picked very early on this is what we wanted to do because I've kind of been into the, the paranormal and the aliens my whole life John is very we're kind of two sides of the same coin but we meet in the middle now more than we used to I'm the, the willing to believe stuff but I'm skeptical He's the I don't believe anything, but I'm willing to listen kind of guy. <laughs> okay. And I think yeah. that as we've done the show, I've become more of a, yeah, I don't believe a lot of this crap. And he's like, well, there could be more to this. So we've kind of met in the middle and became better people as far as that goes uh, because of what we talk about. Because there's so many stories out there. In yeah. The, the, the Fortean and the, the paranormal world out there. It's just crazy. And uh, it's it's fun. It's fun to talk about. It. It's something that, like I said, I used to have these long conversations with my father about ghosts and aliens and what ifs and stuff like that. And, you know, I just love doing it. I never thought I'd be able to do that for a living. And now I can. So count my blessings, you know, or whatever you want to say. Yeah. So were you um, as a kid, were you one of those people who would always be going to the library, doing a lot of research on like cryptids and UFOs and stuff like that? Yeah, so uh, interestingly enough, so I grew up on in the middle of nowhere. I grew up in the country outside of a town of 700 people on on farmland that the edge of our property is a big cemetery that goes back to the 1700s. So, it, you know, it was I was always very <laughs> as a child like aware and like oh my gosh, my my house is haunted or this that and the other, you know, you're aware of that. Um in high school, I was very much into it too. I actually uh, did a book report in high school on the Oak Island mystery. <laughs> so when the show came out, I was so excited. Now I've kind of, uh, my interest has waned over the seasons and that. But yeah, it was just something that I was super into. And, you know, I, I'm, I was alive at a time when the internet, <laughs> that sounds funny, I was alive at a time. But, you know, the internet wasn't this big. So going to the library yeah. was very much something you had to do to read about this stuff or you know, uh, going on bulletin board sites and stuff and hearing people talk about 
ghosts and, and and or time travel, you know, John Titor stuff, and and it was just a lot of fun. And when I went to college, I found a bunch of people also that were into this stuff, and it kind of uh, you know opens your eyes to a huge world out there. Yeah, it does. And you said uh, going back that you uh, grew up on a farm near a cemetery. Yeah, so um, I'm from Central Illinois. So if you walk out our back door. Um, a hundred feet away is at the beginning of our of the cemetery. So I mean, you could see it. Oh wow! Right from the door, yeah, it was it was like our yard, and uh, it was a big cemetery. And uh, used to have an, uh, I never when I was alive, or even when my parents were there, but it used to have a church that was no longer there. Uh, but the cemetery is still an active cemetery. That's where you know my family's buried there and everything. And then there's like a mine behind that, you know. So it's lots of mine shafts and stuff. So it was a weird little area. Uh, that I was, you know, playing around in as a kid. Yeah. <laughs> Must have been a lot of fun worse. to explore, though, like little mine shafts and hidden areas that you could go to oh or whatever. Oh, my God, my parents would have killed me if they knew everything <laughs> I got into. But, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, the, the friends come over when you're in high school and you're hanging out in the graveyard and stuff, not tearing up stuff. We weren't that those kind of kids, you know, but just like hanging out in there and it's it's weird <laughs> you know you look back at it but it was a lot of fun oh yeah it sounds like it but you you've never had any uh paranormal experiences yourself um especially no, I being have. so close i have it, i you know i made a joke about you know my house is haunted but we did have issues with you know lights coming on and things not being there and then you'd come home and you know, stupid things like um Silverware would be missing, and you come home and it'd be in my parents' bed or something like that. We didn't have pets, you know, outside cats, <laughs> or, something like that. or like cats be picking up that slam. stuff. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, you'd hear things slam, and you go in the room and nothing. And so that I was something that like I was very much aware of as as a kid. Uh, of you know, I didn't know what was going on per se. I don't know if that's the best way, but it was funny because we never talked about it until I was probably a teenager. And we had like a family talk and then everyone was like, yep, no, I've, I've, I've had that happen. Or I've had this happen, that happen. And you're like, wow, I, you don't realize how much people don't want to talk about that stuff. Because when you say, oh, I think my house is haunted or I heard something, well, people's minds go to, well, you're a liar or it's easily debunked mm-hmm. or, you know, it's not really a thing that you want to say. And even like John. My co-host was like, "Yeah, you were you were mistaken." I'm like, "Okay, great." <laughs> no, I, I'm happy if I was because it makes a lot more sense, you know. Of and then set up things like that. So, but it definitely got me thinking about this, and you know, it's been a lifelong interest of mine. Yeah, and plus, like, uh, I can understand why people don't want to talk about it because when you bring it up, it kind of makes it more real and presents exactly. it like right in front of your face, and then you really have to deal with it. Well, it's not even just that people like. You hear about people that are sick and they I was like I don't want to talk about it well you're obviously sick nope because when you say it out loud it's real yeah insert whatever and I think that is just you know another one of the things and when it's something that you don't want to say out loud and if you say it out loud people don't want to hear it well, it's kind of like a double-edged sword yeah or at least in my experience uh, it, it has been uh, but I think as time goes by it's more or less of a taboo and I don't want to say accepted, but it's more people are willing to listen. Well, shoot, go watch TV and every other <laughs> TV shows, you know, ghost whisperer. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. My dead life of my dead dog or <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm making stuff up, but you know, it's always crazy crap out there that, uh, you know, didn't used to be. I grew up in the time of time life, mysteries of the unknown books and, you know, did you know there's a face on Mars? What? Oh, Read yeah. Book? You know, that stuff, you know, and and that was few and far between. And the most we got was Unsolved Mysteries with Robert Stack, which, you know, scared the crap out of you when he talked. <laughs> so, yeah, or even that or different world. Tales from the Dark Side and, and back in the yeah. 80s, you know, that it was uh, that's enough to scare the hell out of anybody. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, now it's it's much more embraceable. It's so funny because. You know, Travel Channel, History Channel, they're all ghosts and or alien shows, it feels like, <laughs> or, or weird history, which I don't know when that switch happened, but it sure did, and it sure did in a big way. Um, I hope the bubble doesn't burst. It's okay if it does a little bit, you know, because some of the stuff is, uh, whew, it's out there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, 
Nah, it's as crazy as Giorgio Sucolos' hair sometimes, but, uh, <laughs> you know, what are you going to do? Yeah, it's great. I mean, I can remember when it was very rare to find something like that on TV, and then, like, the Sci-Fi Channel first came out, and, like, kind of after that, genre television really just, it kind of popped up everywhere. And yeah. we yeah. started seeing it, and it's like, oh, every every channel you turn on, there's, like, Ghost Hunters, there is a zombie show, or there's a show about a vampire, you know? There's always something going on. Yeah, and uh, it's it's... <laughs> I guess it's one of those things where the geeks have inherited the world kind of, you know, thing, <laughs> yeah. because it used to be, you know, everyone was into this stuff, but no one wanted to talk about it. And now it's it's just embraced a lot more because of, um, I don't know if it's understanding or willingness to be open and not, not bashing religion at all. But, you know, a lot of people, it was a taboo because they thought it was a slight or, well, look at the 80s satanic panic oh yeah you know I, I grew up through that and i remember where if you had anything in your house it was procter and gamble procter and gamble was of the devil you know and stuff like that and then oh, you really? find out it was a you know they sued amway because amway literally started that rumor <laughs> you know and, and and you get stuff like the oh, west man. memphis three where children are murdered and they go well these kids listen to metallica and have you know uh, nail polish on so obviously they did it let's yeah. sentence them to death or, or try to different world different time very much right now yeah and I, i'm glad it's a it's a little bit more accepting now than it was back in the 80s because it was so easy to be accused of something back then and right like, and, and it was it was this panic that is was just everywhere it seems like yeah and that that's I, when it, it kind of scared everybody back into going to church Right, right. And there's nothing wrong with that. But you know what? Don't use that as a crutch. I mean, whatever. It doesn't need to be. It can be church. It can be whatever it is to bash other people. That's not what it, it should be. Speaking of the satanic panic, whenever we do our episodes, I always read a book or two for every episode we do for research. And I will buy them off of thrift books a lot of times or... Amazon, and if they have used copies, I always buy used, and I'll get sometimes these heavily notated books. And one of them I got was um, Turmoil in the Toy Box, and it was how, like, He-Man is satanic, and, you know, the Ninja Turtles make you gay, <laughs> and all this, literally, and that's not a, I'm literally... And my the one I got, I bought, you know, an acceptable copy. It is so heavily highlighted and written in with like scriptures next to it it's it's crazy and i'm like i'm so glad i got this version (laughs) (laughs) that's gonna be a collector's item right and you can see like where someone's mind was with this stuff and and it's disgusting also when you go and if you look up turmoil in the toy box and you see these videos with these guys they're talking about how they had uh, dice from Dungeons and Dragons and they threw them in the fire and they screamed and stuff like this. I'm like, you are just inciting a panic. You're lying to people and using church or insert whatever, family values, whatever you want uh, to go on this crusade against whatever. Uh, it's unfortunate and the, the world has changed a lot since then. Yeah, I'm glad it has. Because, I mean, there was also that thing with the Ouija boards one time where, like, they were saying, you know, uh, if you don't say goodbye to the spirit that you're talking to on the Ouija board, you're you're inviting it into your home and it's going to stay there. Um, and it was just like, I, I still, I don't mess, I don't like Ouija boards or anything like that. Um, you know, they are, they are weird. We, we did an episode on a hotel here, the the (laughs) Congress hotel, it's supposedly haunted in Chicago. And there are just reports after reports of these crazy happenings in the Congress hotel. So we went there and we stayed a weekend, got a room and we interviewed as many of the staff as they would allow us to talk to. It was funny because every one of them was like, nothing happens here. It's all stupid. <laughs> and I'm like, really? And you're like, well, there was one guy that said stuff happened, but he doesn't work anymore. You know, you'd hear that or whatever. And we stayed up at like 2 or 3 a.m. We're doing like Ouija board. 
and we filmed it. And it, there's three. It's me and and John and another gentleman, uh, Joe Peck, who's on our show quite often. Oh yeah. We're just <laughs> sitting there for like an hour. Nothing's happening. <laughs> we're like, you know, we like looked up all the rules. You know, like we 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 and you're doing all the stuff and saying all the things, and nothing ever happened. And that was like the only time I've ever really used a Ouija. I've been around people that used them before, but uh, that was the only time like I've been the guy holding on to it. And it was just three grown, like 40 some year old men in a room. Okay. <laughs> yes. I was wondering why the planchette didn't move. Cause I remember being a teenager and the, one of the things I had asked it, I said, um, spirit, are, is there, is there life outside our solar system or something like that? And, uh, it came back as ET fuck you. And so I thought, I thought that was pretty strange, but that, that was kind of the only answer that I got. <laughs> I like that. I don't know why. <laughs> oh, man. Speaking of E.T. Fuck you, I just was reading. This is total side tangent, but I didn't know this. I was reading this article about movies that never got made that were like shelved for one reason or another that were 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 seriously considered. And they almost made a sequel to E.T. where they come back and like the aliens hunt people like almost a horror movie. And Spielberg was like, I don't want this to be part of the legacy. I can't even imagine a movie like that being a sequel to E.T. And this wasn't on like a, you know, I heard site. It was literally like they had articles about it and stuff where you could go read about it. That would be terrifying, but also badass. <laughs> it would be something. <laughs> it would be something for sure. But I don't know why you just like jarred that into my mind when you said that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Well, somebody, yeah, that's how it so goes. The, the yeah. Congress Hotel was a bust for us, but yeah, you never know. You know, there's so many, you know, but I watch so many ghost shunning shows and it seems like there's always something happening, you know, and uh, even someone who, who believes in that stuff, your skeptic bones kind of kicks in no matter what. Because yeah. if you're not the one having it happening, then it's easy to just go, mm, I don't know. And during that time when I was watching Ghost Hunters, I wanted to believe so bad. I was like, oh, this has to be real. And then I found out that the guys were kind of playing it up for the TV cameras, you know, like, dude, run, there's a ghost here. And, you know, that kind of thing. And so it's like, you got to wonder, like, how much someone just brushed against me. I I was slapped. Yeah. It it hit me in the face. You hear a creak, it's like, did someone say kill so-and-so? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then, like, when you're hearing the EVP session, you can't really make it out. But then they they put the words on the screen, and it's like, okay, he said, get out of my house. But that's not what I heard. (laughs) So, yeah, Yeah. there's a lot of stuff. It's very subjective. You're right. You're right. And that's not saying that every show is like that. And that's not... (laughs) Enter into whatever you're into. It doesn't even need to be ghost hunting, whether it's aliens or crocheting or, you know, horse taming. I don't know. There's people that are out for a buck. There's people that are going to make stuff up. There's, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Uh, That's just the human condition is a a heavy equalizer when it comes to things like that. And uh, I think that's the problem with a lot of, I don't know. The people that make money doing this stuff, money's a hell of a drug, <laughs> you yeah. know, and and uh, sensationalism sells. If they're just going into places and saying, well, nothing was here, well, that's not a very exciting TV show. No, that that wouldn't equal ratings at all. I mean, it, it's like if somebody was to record your your session at the hotel there, I mean, and broadcast it and nothing happened, <laughs> they'd be like, right. come on, do something for the camera. Move the planchette. Right. You're exactly right, you know, but then you got people like in the past, like Philip K. Class, Philip J. Class, who was a big skeptic of aliens and the, and the such. And he went as far as to like offer money to people to lie that had, you know, the people that were with Travis Walton and stuff, you know, his other members of his team, you know, he's offering them money just to, to lie. And they've come forward and showed letters and things from him. Well, that's disingenuous on the other end. Like, if you can't disprove it just because you want something to be wrong or whatever, and I'm not even saying that the Travis Walton, Travis Walton was the, if you're not familiar, the Fire in the Sky, the movie was about loosely based on his experience. 
but he's kind of a fascinating guy. And he's one of the people that the class kind of went after. And that's the other end of the spectrum where you, you believe so strongly that it's not true that you're willing to pay people to lie. Yeah. Just to get your opinion out there. That's that's as bad as the other way around. Yeah, that's just as bad. I I don't know, but there's always there's always somebody out there that they want something to fit into their agenda. And so, you know, if they've got the funds, they'll do it like that. Right. And, you know, every week we tell a story on Hysterically when we tell you this is this or that or the other. And we tell the, the details as well as we can so that you know the story. But I tell you and John tells you at the end if I believe it happened or what I think happened. And some shows don't do that. Some shows do that. For better or worse, it goes either way. And that was something that we talked about, you know, before we started. Like, do we want to just tell the story or do we want to tell the story, you know, and tell what we think? And, and that was important for us to be able to do it and to be able to be like, mm, I don't know, or I know, or I believe, or I don't believe, you know. Um, and I think it works both ways. There's shows that do it, shows that don't, and there's a spot for all of them. That's just what works for us and, and how we like doing it. Yeah. And I think that's good, too, though, because there i've heard a lot of uh, paranormal podcasts when i had first started out and they were saying well if you don't believe this way then you know you need to get woke or something like that and we've always tried to come across um we don't actually know what's going on we're just we want to hear your stories we're kind of searching but we're not going to laugh in your face and tell you that it's not true um right, we're right. not going to make fun important. of you for that yeah there's so many people it's like the <laughs> The take, for instance, the flat earth movement, right? Those people that have this, you know, and a lot of that comes down to just, you know, science denying and this and then the other. But instead of answering questions like we've had done episodes, we've done three episodes on it. And two of them were roundtables, which we actually did two with two flat earthers that proclaimed to be experts and then a astrophysicist. And a guy that works for NASA and a guy that worked for SpaceX. We all sat down and had a, a roundtable. And no matter what was said, the answer from, you know, the flat earthers was either that's not true, this known scientific, you know, the Coriolis effect or whatever you want to say, or you're just wrong because you're part of the problem. And that either means you're a so ignorant, you don't realize it or be a shill that's paid by the government. I'm like, Oh my God, <laughs> right. what a great way to argue. Just tell people, Nope, you're a liar. <laughs> you <laughs> never have to prove anything. Just argue, mm -hmm. just argue, argue. And, and don't, don't answer the questions. And we'd ask the question and they to a tangent and we'd be like, that's not what we asked. Let's get back to the question. They go off on a tangent. That's not what we asked. Let's get back to the question. Right. Which, right. You know, it, it, it it's so funny because a lot of times they don't do that. And you're like, they never answered. So we're like, nope, we're going to keep asking you. And then finally you're like, okay, so you're not willing to answer that. I've already answered it. Yeah. Right. And you know, it's funny. Yeah. I've heard that on a lot of shows where people are asked that question. They're asked to, okay, this is what you believe. That's all well and good. But how about you present me with some evidence? And they kind of backtrack and then they repeat like the same thing that they just talked about and thinking that it answered their question. Right, right. And that's just a tactic that they, that's a tactic that's used in law, you know, with, with lawyers and, and <laughs> debate teams and stuff like that. You know, it, it's basic ways to, to, you know, bait and switch people when you don't really have the answer. And it works a lot of times, but if you're really paying attention, you notice it. Yeah. And uh, it's unfortunate, but I mean, there... <laughs> The flat earther theories of the world are few and far. Well, they're not that few and far between. I mean, there's the flat earthers and the hollow earthers and the simulation theory. But the flat earthers, for whatever reason, are the soup du jour right now of, yes. of crazy. But I hope, I hope it's waning a little bit. I feel like it is. Uh, I think it is. I know a couple of years ago it was really big. There were a lot of um, a lot of more famous people coming out about it and maybe right. they were just doing it for the attention or maybe they actually believed it. Um, but I'd actually like to hear more people talk about like the simulation and the hollow earth. Cause that sounds really interesting to me. Yeah. You know, you look into the simulation theory and you got people like Neil deGrasse Tyson and, and other celebrity scientists that are like, yeah, we don't know. Maybe <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a, a it's, hard it's thing possible. to swallow, you know? <laughs> 
Right. I mean, but, you know, if it is true, wouldn't we know? Are we supposed to know? Wouldn't that be written into the simulation that we can't know? I don't know. Yeah, maybe somebody, like, every time somebody figures it out, they just die or they get deleted. I just want to say computer and be able to, like, you know, uh, tweak it a little bit. <laughs> where's, where's the Remember at the in the Star Trek The Next Generation when they were in the hollow deck? Oh, you know, yeah. Go with, yeah. Yeah, change uh, my simulation a little bit. Circa, circa 1951. <laughs> <laughs> just do something yeah so, but yeah you know it's uh when it, topics like that are so heady that no matter what you say yeah maybe you know who who knows and I, will we ever know i don't know you know there's such topics like that you know the kardashev scale that looks at if there are civilizations beyond us meaning aliens not just, uh, you know, an amoeba somewhere, but actual civilizations. Well, there's the the Kardashev scale that says, okay, well, if you're a level one civilization, you can harness all the power of your 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 planet. And you you know your so you can we're close to a level one civilization. We're not there yet. And then it goes to like level two, and you can harness all the power of your whole like solar system. And then level three, level four, and literally once you get past like level two, it's insert whatever crazy, th you know, like literally like they're living inside of a black hole harnessing the the power from the fabric. If that's true, why would they even speak to us? Right. We or, wouldn't matter. No. And you would we I even mean? understand them? Exactly. And, it, you know, uh, uh, there's a physicist, Michio Kaiku, I believe is how you say his name. He always talks about the, the ant example of, well, do you stop to talk to ants very often? Yeah, I was well, no, just about to bring that up, but I didn't know the guy's name. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, and then, well, yeah, and then if you do, do you go, well, they're not answering me, so obviously they're stupid. <laughs> well, you don't usually, but what do you usually do when you find ants in there where you want to be? You kill them. You step on them. Unfortunately, yeah. exactly. That's the way that civilizations can be viewed um, to larger, more adept civilizations. But then again, when you're these levels of one, two, three, four, you know, and on and on and on, you've, you know, you're probably not living in mortal bodies and things like that. I mean, it's literally science fiction immediately once you get past level one you know we they they talked about if there's those stars out there that have the uh the giant mechanism around them that's harnessing the the power you've seen those um dyson sphere i think you've maybe heard of that before yes where they you know that's like a, a level like one point something it's not that far beyond like us and we're like whoa that's crazy <laughs> you know so i don't know the, the mysteries of the universe. I haven't figured them out yet. I think that's what I'm saying. So, you know, maybe one day. Yeah. And the thing I always like <laughs> to bring up <laughs> is um, uh, when, when you mentioned that scale, like if a civilization got past like level three or four or something, I'm thinking along the lines of uh, the ancients from the show Stargate SG-1 and where they've yeah. like, they've shed their mortal bodies and they're just kind of living as energy beings. Yeah, they're and, gone. They're yeah. Yeah, all the, the, the super powerful other beings there are just living off their toaster leavings. You know, <laughs> that the, the gates and stuff was stuff that they no longer needed or used because they've moved on past. Right. So it's it I don't know, it's like all the stuff that we have found so far, does it mean that a civilization has actually ascended to that really high level where we can't even comprehend like what's going on? Or is it yeah. just, you know, Things happen maybe, in cycles, or maybe all the sightings and stuff are a big lie or miscommunications, and the the universe is young enough still, even though it's billions of years, that uh, we're one of the first ones that have gotten to this point. Who knows? You yeah, know? maybe. Uh, that's a a sadder <laughs> uh, outlook on it, but it's one that you know people talk about. Well, it's a it's a lot more realistic than like sometimes I like to have fun with thinking about things, and I'll go into just creating kind of. Oh yeah, you know they—they're millions of years older than us, so they've been here and they like to take us and experiment on us. But I don't actually believe that. I just would rather have a lot of fun thinking about that. 
I, I was um, watching a show recently, and they were talking about the, and I'm not saying yes or no to these people that um, say that they've been abducted and they used for fertilization, you know, the they hybrids and stuff. But they were talking about if they were really doing that, why do they need bodies or people to carry it? Because we're almost to the point where we wouldn't need that. Right. So why would they be abducting people and putting babies in them and things like that if they're that far-fetched? Because scientifically speaking, they wouldn't need it. Uh, I don't know. I don't Gal- know. I don't know. <laughs> Galactic psychopaths. That's what it is. Because <laughs> we like to do yeah. it. That's why. <laughs> why do we probe you up the butt? Why do you think? <laughs> it's like an old, uh, there's kids in the hall sketch and they're aliens. And he's like, you know, we've been probing people up the ass for 20 years and all I've really figured out so far is one out of every ten really didn't seem to mind it that much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yep. Man. That's great. That's mysteries of the universe unlocked right there. Yeah. That's what happens when you start asking the right questions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, that's kind of the... <laughs> If you ask me what's going on in the world, I don't know. Yeah, but I like talking about it. That's kind of how I live my life. I yeah. still haven't figured it out, but I like doing it. Yeah, it's it's fun to explore that. Right, and that's you know it's 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 an absolute blast. And you, you're either like me that you like to do it, or you're like my wife who likes to stick her head in the sand and go la 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 because she's like I don't know it's too heady for me. Now she listens to the show. But she's like always like, I don't understand space or the vastness. I'm like, well, no one really does. That's kind of the point. She's like, it makes me uneasy to talk about. It. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I get it. I get it. I get that. It's so. uh, it's like biting off more than you can chew. It gets very overwhelming. Right, right. It makes you feel, you know, when you talk about a lot of this stuff, it makes you feel very small or insignificant. And I think that's, you know, the human condition, so to speak, uh, makes you not want to feel that way. So it's. You know, uniqueness is a is important to a lot of people, and then uh, sometimes when you break down this stuff and learn, start looking into it, maybe we're not that unique. Mm-hmm. Be it because of you know ghosts or dimensional interdimensional stuff, or uh, aliens, or the guy down the street. Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but uh, if you can push past it, it kind of it makes you like want to search out more and like. Even if you don't find the answers, it's always fun along the journey to say, hey, I, I was able to question this. You're absolutely right. And that's what keeps me going. It's, it's, you know, just because I haven't found the answer doesn't mean I'm not looking. That's right. And, <laughs> you know, and, uh, and you, that's what's You fun. might find answers along the way to things that you never even dreamed of asking. Right. right. Or or not find anything and end up going crazy and having Philip. J class coming after you. Whatever. Either way, you know, you've done something with your life. Yeah, out, out in a city park yelling at the pigeons. Right? Of course, Philip's dead, so if he is coming after you, I think you're answering some stuff. Uh, <laughs> so that's okay. You must be doing, doing, doing something well. right there. Yeah. <laughs> now, does, when he comes to a Ouija board, does he say, I'm not real? How does that work? I'm so confused now. <laughs> confused myself. He's, he's going to come to you and be like, the earth is flat. They're hiding God. I knew it. <laughs> oh, well. And Game of Thrones is entirely real. There is a giant ice wall at the edge of the world. That's exactly right. It's just, you, you know, it's uh, that, that is a documentary, and <laughs> you need to treat it as such. It's a historical, um, what do they call that? Um, in Galaxy Quest, the historical... Uh, historical documents or something like that? Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> your historical documents or whatever it was. I can't think now. The best Star Trek movie there was, Galaxy Quest. Yes, <laughs> the Star Trek movie that got away. Yeah, that's exactly right. Oh, it's a masterpiece. It's fantastic. Yeah, they just did a documentary actually about the making of it a few years ago. I haven't watched it yet, but I have it. Uh, you know about um, just how it was a sleeper hit that they didn't really realize what it was going to be and stuff like that. Oh yeah, I'm gonna have to look into that because. I mean, that was probably the best movie that Tim Allen was in. Yes. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. Sigourney Weaver, maybe not. Tim Allen, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and Alan Rickman's in there and everything. So, yeah, it's a great cast. Tony Shalhoub. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sam Rockwell. Yeah, it's just a fantastic cast. Those guys, they, they made a really good movie there. I mean, it was perfect casting, uh, perfect writing, everything. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. What are you going to do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Getting back into the, what are some of your favorite episodes that were like the most fun research, like your favorite episodes covering and the most fun to research? Like, do you have any standouts? Um, we, I was, you know, I guess maybe because it's on my mind right now. Satanic Panic was a lot of fun just diving down that rabbit hole. Um, that's one of our older episodes, too. Uh, but I had a lot of fun doing that one. We just did one recently called Lake City Quiet Pills. Oh, yeah. I, oh, that was a good one. I like that. Did you? Okay. And, and so it was funny because the, <laughs> the, the research that we put forward at the end was from this, reddit that they said here's why this isn't true it wasn't anything or blah 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 and here's a link to all of our research why i told on the show what they had said and i had reached out to them a couple times about um you know could i see your research because the links were all dead they never responded we did the show put it out and they reached out to us someone supposedly them you stupid assholes and just screaming and how stupid we are and the FBI's after me and people are trying to kill me and all this stuff. And it's funny because one of the guys um, who is, uh, I ended up deleting the comments, but one of the guys who uh, has been on our show and he's a fan works with the FBI and he's like, really? <laughs> he's like, who's the case agent or what's, what's going on? And he's like, there's nothing going on. You know, and if there is, well, then I would know or I can look into it. They wouldn't answer or anything. And then it's like, you're an idiot and I hate you and you're going to die. And, you know, <laughs> We're coming for you. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you're so stupid. Oh, my God. But that was a fun one. Just the, the weird reactions and stuff you get. Oh, wow. But yeah. You know, uh, Lake City, Quiet Pills. But then stuff we've done, we did the Winchester house and we actually went to the Winchester mansion in California and toured it. That was a lot of fun. And just the weird, crazy stuff that's in that house as far as just the construction and it's not actually as spooky as I thought it was going to be. It's very light and airy and a beautiful place, but it was a lot of fun. Um, and uh, if I had to pick, uh, ooh, it's like picking your child. <laughs> right? <laughs> um, those are probably my favorites. I think the Kardashev scale, we did that one. And then we did some uh, humanity in 100 years and 1,000 years. We did that with, um, it was a two-parter. One part was on our show and one part was on stuff they don't want you to know that was a lot of fun just looking at where tech is headed and i didn't realize kind of how close they are to some things like um uh, replacing limbs with you know stuff that's interfaced with your own you know brain so to speak we're not that far off you know growing uh replacement organs and using stem cells and all this stuff is uh it's like science fiction and uh, we're very close to it. So that was pretty crazy just to see uh, where we're going to be. And then, <laughs> and a, then thousand, with a thousand the... gets into that whole Kardashev scale stuff. And, and again, and uh, you know, who knows? Oh, wow. Insert crazy in there, maybe. Yeah, like as soon as you brought that up, a growing organs, I just thought of Repo the Genetic Opera. And I'm just like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if you can't yeah. afford it, we're taking it back. Exactly. You know, what are you going to do? You know, so yeah, yeah. We need your heart. Oops, my bad. <laughs> but I need my heart. <laughs> Sorry, that's you, how it works. You couldn't pay. You know, you just <laughs> that's how it's got to go. Yeah, that them's the rules. Yeah, you know, I really liked the episode. I think it was uh Spring Heel Jack. Oh yeah, we that, had that was one of my favorites. David Flora, yes, David Flora from Blurry <laughs> Photos was on, and that was a. Such a weird story, a fun story of a, a maybe a cryptid, maybe a guy, maybe a monster. Yeah. Kind of a, you know, insert your own opinion on that one. Uh, but he, he, he leaped at people. <laughs> <laughs> that was a really funny episode, man. I loved it. Yeah. And, and David did a lot of uh, British. Yeah. Uh, it, terrible British or good British, whatever you want I don't to call know, it. It sounded uh, on point to me. Stuff. I mean, I could do a really <laughs> crappy British accent, but I mean, it wouldn't sound nearly as good as that. <laughs> so, yeah, it was fun. Spring Hill Jack. Yeah. The uh, the the fire breathing, leaping uh, guy who, who, I don't know, like scratches women's breasts and, <laughs> and pushes people. He has hooks for <laughs> hands. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
uh, the, just the, some of the cryptids are so fun, you know, because, well, I mean, there's some are crazy and you don't know. And then some like, um, you know, Mothman and um, oh, what's the other from West Virginia? I'm, we did it not too long ago. Um, the oh, the, I, the Flatwoods uh, monster Flatwoods was it? Monster, thank you. I completely brain farted on that. <laughs> where you know it's just like nine people saw it, and nine people had like completely different. It was this tall, it was that tall, it was green, it was red, it was blue, it was black, it was this. It had hands, it didn't have hands, and it's just an example of how different you know the same situation can be for so many people and how, how different they see it right and it is one of those things that's now just super popular and go play you know what is it fallout 76 and you yes can fight right it in that game. <laughs> that's what that's where i heard about it from first like i knew about the mothman but then i was playing fallout 76 and you know the flatwoods monster you had to fight and it's it like a robot in there yeah with like thrusters <laughs> and stuff yeah it's like that um, was another thing they said. Oh, it was a robot. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like the the same thing with the sheep squatch in Fallout seventy six. It was like a story that somebody had made up, but it actually was a robot. As I'm talking to you, on my mic, I have a sheep squatch pin. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, so it's getting serious over here. It's, sheep squatch. Shit's about to get real. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, but and speaking of that, um, like I was, I just heard your la your latest episode, and you were talking about like all the cool stuff that people send you, like uh, you had some uh, hair from a Sasquatch supposedly, and yeah, like some other stuff. Got, man, and... I got some some <laughs> some sand and soil from some different haunted locations. Uh, we've got uh, I've got two baby doll heads. One has a tentacle coming out of it, and one has like this fake plant. I don't know. Now, were the were the baby doll heads from the from the island of the dolls? Or I don't know. they just said here, this is crazy. Oh, and they okay, okay. Too, so I don't know where they're from. <laughs> um, I've got a teddy bear that rips its face off. Oh, it's that sounds was... awesome. Uh, oh, a Joe Boo. Remember Joe Boo from um, Major League? The, the movie. Do you remember Major League, the baseball movie? Yeah, comedy? but it's been so long since I've seen that. It's the little voodoo idol guy. Oh, okay. <laughs> I love it. It's like one of my favorite things. Uh, but yeah, we got a bunch of stuff. I have a whole shelf. Uh, of, I'll send it to you uh, tomorrow when I'm at my, my downstairs. I got a bunch of pictures of them. Uh, we've got just a bunch of stuff that people send us. That, I mean, I'm kind of looking at it and trying to find, you know, uh, a salt stone and one of the cubes from, it's like a fake cube, the um, lament configuration from Hellraiser. Oh, that's badass. I like that. Uh, yeah, a skull with headphones and a hat. That one's kind of fun. <laughs> Weird stuff that people sent. That's just uh, fun. If you send it, we put it. And two cases of Bud Light from <laughs> out in Nevada when they were doing the Raid Area 51. And they're the alien Bud Light cans. And that's really cool. Oh, nice. I don't know if you've ever seen it. If you haven't, just Google Area 51 Bud Light. Yeah, I'm going to have to take a look green. at that. Yeah, they're awesome. They're awesome. Really cool. Yeah. So what's some of the, like, do you have anything that, like, people send you gross stuff? Um, like really, really weird, off the wall, nasty um, kind of things. Someone uh, one time asked if they wanted us to should send us their coagulated blood. And I said <laughs> no, thanks. That's okay. Oh wow. Uh, but we get drawings and things. Sometimes people's kids send us drawings and stuff. We got those up in the, the studio. Uh, but nothing too weird. I've never opened something up and I'm like, nope. nope. No. <laughs> That's cool. Uh, thank so God. No, and, and no package with maggots right. and feces inside of it. Yeah, you know, none no, of that. thank God. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we're giving people ideas. Oh, man. But, uh, but yeah, just, you know, mostly that kind of stuff. Lots of stickers. People send stickers and stuff all the time. We have them all over our tables. So they're just like completely plastered with stickers. That's awesome. Uh, man. You got your yeah. whole little studio filled up with like lots of cool stuff. Yeah, it's actually kind of overflowing in a fun way. So it's been it's been a lot of fun doing it. Yeah, that's badass, man. I like that. Do not send me anything gross. Do not. <laughs> <laughs> do not try to Everyone. sniff John Goforth. Yes. Do exactly. not send gross things. Confirmed sighting.
It's called confirmed sighting. It's basically we talk about. Uh, I don't know if you've listened to the show. We talk about like cool genre movies that we've seen, books that we've read, or、um, just anything you know based around the culture.、Um, and so well, I wanted to ask、yeah. you about that. So my favorite book around aliens that really like. I was just out of college, and I picked up Alien Agenda by Jim Mars, M A R R S, and it was probably the book that it's very out there, but it is my favorite book I've ever read on the alien subject, and it's kind of the one that made me start、uh, buying a lot more books. I have a huge. <laughs> I always tell my wife I'm always afraid something's going to happen to me. And they're gonna come into my house and see my life, you know, all the books in my not a library, my office, and be like, "This guy was a fucking weirdo." <laughs> but, <laughs> so but you're not even worried、that. about clearing your browser history. You're more worried <laughs> about the books on your shelves. Yeah, exactly. Don't judge <laughs> me by them. But Alien Agenda just went down this whole rabbit hole of telling a lot of the the popular and not popular. Uh, larger cases and thoughts of what aliens were and things like that, and it was kind of my jumping-off point to getting a little bit more serious into、uh, doing this. And I always tell people like, if you if you want to go and go out and read books and stuff、uh, on the topic, and of course, you know, don't take everything at face value, of course. But that's a good one. That's a really good starter. It's an, an easy into the world of of aliens.、Um, and yeah, it's called Alien Agenda. Can't I can't uh, uh, recommend it enough. Alien Agenda. Okay. And you just、um, you read this a while ago, or just recently got it? No, no, I read it a long time ago. Oh, okay. I've re- okay. read it a few times actually, but it's one of my go tos. And last night,、uh, speaking of on point,、uh, I watched Outbreak from 1995. Just you know, because of the coronavirus going on,、oh, so、I got that going for me too. <laughs> I was going to ask you about that. Like, what? What do you? How do you feel about all this hysteria surrounding like people buying up toilet paper, face masks, so,、uh, hand sanitizer? Is, I, I know it's going on, and I, I know that the CDC told people, listen, if you're elderly, don't go out. Have enough stuff on hand so that you don't need to be going out. And people go. The CDC said pack, you know, like boards. <laughs> that's not what they said. But my wife's grandmother's ninety-seven years old. She's in a, and she just moved into assisted living. It's on lockdown now. You know, that's who really needs to be worried. So we actually went to Costco the other day, and they had just the walls full of toilet paper. They're like, yeah, no one's really buying it. So maybe I'm in a bubble. I don't know, or just got lucky. You might、But、have. I've seen all these people that talk about they went to the store and it's sold out or, or or whatever. So I don't know. And Chicago's got a bunch of cases now,、uh, huh? You know,、so. yeah. Because where I live in Massachusetts, we're、uh, we're in a state of emergency right now.、Um, they declared that on us too. Oh,、uh, they did that for you. Last, okay. Yeah. Yeah, and、um, like yesterday, I was coming home from、um, I was coming home from a doctor's appointment, and I saw a woman walking down the street, and she had two giant bags, and they were all full of toilet paper. And I'm just、uh, thinking、so、to myself, wow, that's the choice. <laughs> like, are you gonna eat it? Yeah. Like, what, what are you, you going to do with it? I, you know what? A couple years ago, on a whim, I bought one of those bidets that they have. <laughs> I. Freaking love it, and so I use such little amount of toilet paper at home. Like I, you know, even if I didn't have it, I could, you know, it wouldn't be that big of a deal to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm like, well,、uh, enjoy. <laughs> I think,、uh, you know, if you get hungry, I've got a lot of can of beans and hot dogs here. But、um, yep. if you if you want to eat toilet paper, then hey, that's your prerogative. You know? Man, yeah, it's just I think it's just the the way people go into this weird mindset of. I heard this, or I heard something, but I don't know why the brains went to toilet paper. <laughs> I'm sure there's some guy out there that's figured it out and he knows why. But it's such a weird thing because I know you need your essentials, but you think it'd also be water and and you know and food and things like that. And maybe it is. Maybe there's just more abundance of that. Yeah, I know but, that、uh, face masks are unavailable here.、Um, <laughs> Right. People were actually taking them from the doctor's office, so the doctor had to remove them off off the pedestals they have outside the waiting room and bring them back inside, because people、yeah. were jacking them.、Um, but so, yeah, there's it's so crazy. <laughs> I, 
I did see though that it's now a pandemic. They've named it a pandemic. Oh really? Okay. Uh, yeah. Let me double check because I got my computer right here. Uh, yep. Uh, World Health Organization declared a pandemic. My goodness. Uh, that's from 14 minutes ago. I saw it like an hour ago, so that they had said that. So. Oh wow. Okay. There you go. But it's not. And people go. People die from the flu all the time. This. I mean, well, they do. But the problem is the flu doesn't have as big of a, a death rate. You know, it's at like three percent um, is what Corona's at, and it spreads so fast. It's so weird, and so, and we don't have a a flu vaccine for it. So it's most people don't have to worry, but the elderly and the sick and people with, you know. Uh, immune systems i i can see why there's a lot of panic but um you know i don't think it needs to be the panic like like we're seeing where people are buying out stocks of toilet paper and stuff yeah if you're an otherwise healthy person you probably don't have too much to worry about right or you know if if you're one of those doomsday preppers that's getting a hard on off this well oh yeah calm down. <laughs> get my guns <laughs> Exactly, exactly. <laughs> They're uh, coming. No one's turning into the zombies, damn it! <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of hoping for that. I was like, oh, will this be a World War Z scenario? Hmm. Yeah, right. Yeah, World War C. <laughs> World yeah, War C, it. yeah. It's more like it. Yeah. We're going to have to... We're going to have to send Brad Pitt on a mission. That's right. He's the only one who can do it. Yep, the only one who could save us. But I got to say, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on here. And I do hope that you can come on again when uh, hopefully Bobby is on the call and all three of us can kind of just uh, shoot the shit together. Absolutely. And thank you for letting me. I just kind of rambled for an hour with you. So thank you very much. Hey, that for was great. Inviting it's, me. <laughs> it saved yeah, me from for talking. Inviting me and, yeah. Um, but, but yeah, uh, tell everybody where they can find you. Um, many different places. Yeah. So the, the show's Hysteria 51. And you can, we're everywhere that you can listen to podcasts, Apple and Pandora and Spotify and Stitcher and blah, 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 blah. Uh, and you can always find uh, all of our news and updates and everything at Hysteria51.com. We're also very active. We have a Facebook discussion group uh, called Hysteria Nation. And you can just search Hysteria Nation on Facebook. And I'm on Reddit and, and Twitter and Instagram. So just search for us. You can find us everywhere. And we got new episodes coming out every Monday, so we're pretty easy to find. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, so like I said, thanks a ton. Hey, Mr. Science Guy. Don't spray that aerosol in my eye. Fry don't. Fry. I don't really want to die. I'm a noble rabbit. Okay, everyone, before we get out of here, I just wanted to once again say thank you to Brent Han for coming on the show. I mean, that was really great of him. I know I had a lot of fun. Um, and hopefully next time we can get him on again and do some topics with Bobby Anthem. I know Bobby would like that. Uh, but yeah, now it's time to do some uh, plugs and shout outs. So uh, here we go. Much love to Shaheen, NuclearHeatShop.com, also Wrestling Overdose, Get in the Corner, Yuck Nasty and Dog a Baby, The WNC Super Party with Papa Dave, Johnny Florida, Michael Smith, Old Man Jenkins. Uh, much love to Boxman, Anthony and Smark Wahlberg over at Dirt Sheet Dudes, also at Hollywood Hangout. Uh, much love to Suplex City Limits, Jim Vicious, Tyler Fudge, of course the Federation with Travis and Tyler Fudge, Smack It Down Podcast with Jay Silver and Corey Gold, Transcontinental Project, Luke Birch and Sensible Sam, It's Pathetic with Scott and Rybread, The High Marks, Cheese Man, G-Wiz, Mojo, Saturday Morning Cartoons with Sean and Dave, also Bobby Anthem has a segment on there, Archon's Corner with The Wookie, Yagusa Kick Radio with Jake Hat Morris, Mr. Klondike Bill, Burbs, The Michael Deacon Program, Dirty Deeds Done Dirt Cheap with Sir Dirk a lot. Boy, that was a mouthful right there. Regularly scheduled hostility with Eric. Nathan Mondor, our honorary inhuman consultant. Alien theorists theorizing. Hysteria 51, of course. A very special thanks to the networks that provide us a platform, which is the WNC Network and Wrestling Soup. And with that, we will see you all next week. You've been tuned into the Inhuman Experience podcast. Join us again on this strange journey as these two 
geniuses attempt to make sense of the strange and the unexplained. If you've got a question or a story to tell, you can contact the Inhumans on Twitter at IEXP underscore podcast. Or you can email them at inhumanexperiencepodcast19 at gmail.com. Your story could appear on a future episode. Feel free to leave a voicemail at anchor.fm forward slash inhuman dash experience dash podcast forward slash message and make yourself heard. Don't forget to leave a five-star review on iTunes for a shout-out and to have the review read by the boys. Thank you for tuning in, and until next time, we are the Inhumans. Are you experienced? <laughs>